Welcome to another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. I'm Alan Jansen, editor of Cars Magazine and Jobber News. This is a podcast that brings you conversations about automotive repair and service sponsored by SiriusXM Canada. SiriusXM is making it possible for you to offer your customers three months of free satellite radio. Go to SiriusXM.ca slash shops for details. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Zara Wishlove, Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Edmonton-based warehouse distributor APD. As you'll hear, he has some timely views on how our industry has been viewed during the current pandemic. In fact, he's written about the topic for the May issue of Jobber News, which will be off the presses soon. Think of this as a sneak peek at his Jobber View column. He points out that it took a lot of people in our industry by surprise when we were deemed by governments around the world to be an essential service. It seems we're used to being criticized, not praised. I started by asking him why he thinks our industry has something of an inferiority complex. I think we kind of have to look back in time, see where, where we came from. And at the start of automotives and automotive repair, I mean, cars were quite basic. So you would tinker around to get a car fixed. You know, the term, you know, you would monkey around with a car until it was fixed is sort of the, where the grease monkey thing came from, right? So okay, we went through a period where if you had to go to the manual to fix the car, you probably didn't know what you were doing. And in the past few decades, it's, it's flipped the other way where if you're a technician that isn't going to the manual, you're probably the one that's a little bit incompetent, if you know what I mean. So at one time, if you weren't doing anything good in school, they just kind of pushed you to the trade. And it's totally flipped to the to the point that we need the, the brightest kids to come into this industry. Like that's the type of people and skills that we need. But unfortunately, it's that stigma and the stereotype is kind of the last to go, right? Yeah, we still think of ourselves as the guys who didn't have a plan for a better career. So we ended up in, in mechanical and sometimes even the shop owners started off as mechanics or technicians and found themselves suddenly owning a business and they really didn't have a, a strong sense of self and pride in their background. They just sort of stumbled into this career. Absolutely, yeah. And, and there's just we don't step back and look at sort of the big picture of where we fit. We do play a, a vital role in keeping vehicles on the road safely and reliably. We don't look at our jobs that way sometimes. That's, that's unfortunate, but it, it is changing. Right. In fact, you point out in your upcoming column that there are a lot of essential vehicles on the road, especially in a time of crisis. And not only does society depend on those vehicles getting to the crisis spots quickly and reliably, but but also safely. Is that something that we should adopt as our mantra? We, we're the we're the safety guys. Yeah, definitely focusing on safety for sure. But I don't think it's just uh, police cars, ambulances, fire trucks. Pick your heroes, right? And again, currently it's doctors and nurses. We've gone out of our way to say how much we appreciate the sacrifices they're making and the long hours they're putting in and the dangers they're putting themselves at. But, you know, this doctor has to get to work safely and reliably. You know, if it was a cold winter and his battery is is at the point that it's not reliably going to start, that makes him not available for the surgery, right? There's where our importance lies. Take the most important people you think exist in society. They do rely on transportation, and we're the piece behind the scenes that keeps transportation rolling. That's our job. In, In the first couple of weeks of the crisis, repair shops in Quebec were restricted only to essential work and only on essential vehicles. And that restriction was recently relaxed. Do you think that's because it quickly becomes clear that vehicles that are not kept up will inevitably become problems on the road? Absolutely, I do. Yeah, it's a, it's a safety issue. 
I mean, all the cars on the road are, are alongside whatever you deem is essential. I do have a, a little bit of an, an issue with, with trying to rank the importance of vehicles because there could be people that have family members that, that they need to care for and they might be 600 kilometers away. And that person has the right to have a safe vehicle and should they need to uh, have their vehicle repaired so that if they can safely get to where they need to go um, is of utmost importance. I personally just feel that all vehicles demand the respect of being essential. Yeah, and think about truck drivers, they're they're delivering things that society needs. I saw that you pointed out the global run on toilet paper. Uh, you sent out a few tongue-in-cheek yeah. newsletters about it, in fact. Were you having fun with that? We did, uh, yeah. We, we had some jokes. You have your first global pandemic in, in our lifetimes, and the, the first instinct of some people I can't gather is to, to hoard toilet paper. So in this automotive industry, I mean, that's something we sell. Every shop has a, has a bathroom, so it's, it's not like a, a service that we didn't provide before, but... Uh, we were a little quick in reacting and, and uh, filling our supply chain from, from all our different suppliers to, to offer that. And, and again, it was very uncomfortable if you did happen to run out of toilet paper at that <laughs> yes. time. Uh, now you had to go from store to store to store, which again is the worst thing to do in a pandemic. And uh, if you were lucky enough to win the lottery and find some toilet paper, you had to face the stigma of uh, everyone looking at you like you're going to be on the next issue of Hoarders, right? But it really does illustrate how deliveries of all kinds are are vital during a crisis. Oh, 100%. Transportation affects us all, and we're vital in behind the scenes to keep that, that system rolling smooth. So you point out that during difficult times, people tend to get the big ticket work done on their vehicles rather than go out and buy a new car. Do you think that bodes well for aftermarket sales when the COVID-19 fever breaks and we start to rebuild our economy? Our economy is absolutely terrifying, but I've always used the term like quote-unquote uh, recession-proof with the automotive industry. And uh, and what I mean by that, when things are going good um, and you bring your car into the shop and it needs $3,000 worth of front-end repair, a lot of times we go, you know what, I'm just going to buy a new car. When things are bad and your car needs $3,000 worth of work, you're more apt to do that job. You're not going to go buy a new vehicle and you still need your vehicle to get to your job and your job's more important than ever. We're talking in Alberta, they're talking about a possibility of 25% unemployment at the end of it. So you, your your vehicle is more important than ever to be reliable and to get you places. Even a $3,000 repair actually pales by comparison to the cost of buying a new car. What we find in the slow times is that our, our clients get those big ticket items uh, a lot more readily than they do when, when things are, are good. And you'll be around to make sure that parts get to the repair shops? Yeah, that's our job, just to make sure that we get the right part to the right place. Well, thank you very much for your time, Zara. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Alan. It was great to hear from you. Take care. Well, that's it for another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. If you have any thoughts on what we should be talking about or if you've got something you'd like to share with the automotive repair and service industry in Canada, send me an email, alan at newcom.ca. Thanks to SiriusXM for sponsoring this podcast and thank you for listening. I'm Alan Jansen. See you next time.